Hello there. Welcome back to the Psalm Song Podcast, where we walk the line between sacred and secular through lyric and rhyme, where we discuss what we find in between the lines and rediscover the life that was there the whole time. My name is Drew, and I'm your host, and I'm so excited for today's episode. Today we are walking the line between faith and faith. Are you confused yet? Me too. I've seen this band six times live, which is the most amount I've ever seen any band live. They are called the Mowgli's. There are eight people in the Mowgli's, and uh, we formed from from kind of this intention of wanting to do positive in the world. You just heard from Michael, one of the eight initial members of the band. And the song that you were hearing is a song called The Great Divide, which was one of the singles for their 2013 record called Waiting for the Dawn. And it was this album, Waiting for the Dawn, that made me fall in love with this band. There was so much positive energy associated with this band. And with eight people, it's kind of a default to have that much energy. There was something so contagious about the way that they performed. And I think in a lot of ways this album accomplishes what the Mowgli set out to do, to do positive in the world. This is start to finish just a positive record. I must admit though, like many other bands, they have not yet outdone their first album. <clears throat> Mumford. <clears throat> there was an initial magic, an attractiveness, a contagious energy that the Mowgli's possessed in their earlier years. It was an energy that I think I have yet to see in any other band uh, fully possess ever since. And again, I think a lot of it has to do with the eight members of the band, and when you have that many people on stage, it's going to be energetic by default. So keep that in mind as we move forward in the episode, that the amount of people contributes to the, the amount of energy that a song can have. But I also think there was more going on with the Mowgli's than just the sheer numbers that they had. And to this day, years and years later, I still not quite sure what was going on with them in their initial years. Again, there was a contagious energy that I have yet to see. So every time they're in town, I always go back in hopes of experiencing this energy the same way I experienced it the first time. But every time, it's never quite the same. And so looking back at the opening and closing lines of my favorite song by the Mowgli's, which is called Carry Your Will, the lines seem oddly self-prophetic. And these lyrics are, Cherish this, because when it doesn't last, you'll wish you had. Let's hear it right now. Cherish this cause when it doesn't last you wish you had I will cherish this, I, I will be humble again 
And yes, I know that's not the studio recording of that song, but that's actually an old recording of the first time I saw the Mowgli's that I recorded with my phone myself. And it has everything to do with this episode. The song starts really, really uh, low energy, and it builds and builds and builds until you reach the final moment of the song. And this format is, uh, just as an aside, it's one of my all-time favorite song structures. Um, I like to call it the, the slow build. But back to Carry Your Will. The biggest contributor to this slow build is the bridge. And the bridge just repeats the lines, let your faith guide your faith over and over and over and over again until we reach the chorus again, which has the same kind of circular, uh, almost circular reasoning. Um, And it says, uh, if you carry your will, I will carry my will. So what the heck does that mean to let your faith guide your faith or to carry my will and you carry your will? I've thought about this for years and years, and I'm still not quite sure what it means. But I've come to the conclusion that maybe it's just nonsense. But even if it is nonsense, it still created an incredible experience for me and for those around me who were at this same concert I was at. So you know what that means? It's concert story time. Hopefully this will become a regular thing. I need to get maybe like a fun little sound effect to put right there. Um, If you have any suggestions, let me know. So the first time I saw the Mowgli's, they were actually just the opener for another band called Family of the Year. And funny story, I actually didn't stick around for Family of the Year because they were a little bit underwhelming after the Mowgli's came on. And the venue we were at is a little, basically the bar in Colorado Springs uh, called the Black Sheep. I've been to the Black Sheep so many times, and most of my favorite shows are at this little bar. Um, It's cool because it's such a small venue, but, but big bands will always be coming through there. So... As we were watching the Mowgli's, it was already a fantastic show, and we were all hyped up and dancing around, but when the time came for Carry Your Will, the band sat down on the edge of the stage, and they invited us all to sit down on the sticky, beer-soaked floor. And the crazy part about it is that we did it. There was, again, something so special about that moment that we all couldn't help but to do it. So rather than try to describe my experience, let's just hear from my recording. starts to build. This is when he's walking into the crowd, standing right next to us, and we're we're singing this let your faith guide your faith all together as one. And it's building and it's building. A couple people are standing up now. Now more and more people are standing up. And finally everyone's standing up, jumping up and down, singing this song. 
together. It's easily the most incredible concert experience I've ever had. And right, right here is where I shut off the recording and just experience the song without a screen. When the song ended, Michael gets back on stage and he says something that stuck with me. He said that he's been doing music for 12 years and that was the most incredible thing that he's experienced. Really ever since then, after this show, it sparked my, my love for live music and going to concerts, but nothing has ever quite reached this, uh, this moment that I had with Carrier Will. And the funny thing is, the more that I reflect on what this song actually means, it's, it's really just nonsense. I remember after that show asking one of the band members what Let Your Faith Guide Your Faith means. And I don't remember exactly what they said, but that was because the answer was pretty unsatisfactory. But the fact remains that the nonsense didn't negate the incredible experience uh, that we all had that night. In that moment, we all were dancing together as one body. It didn't matter that many of us probably had differing social statuses or differing opinions. It didn't matter that many of us probably had different faiths. All that mattered in that moment was our togetherness experienced through music. Remember what I said about the number of people contributes to the amount of energy a song can have? I think that's one of the magic things about a concert is so many people from differing backgrounds can come together and be in the same space jump to the same songs, sing the same lyrics, and set aside their differences for spreading positiveness, like the Mugglies initially set out to do. Um, we want to make everyone really happy. We want them to come to the show feeling however they feel and leave feeling better. And um, we want to unify the room and have everyone feeling good and smiling. That's awesome. So much about uh, what we do is, you know, playing live we play a lot of live music we play a lot of shows and so um i think we just want to really have an album full of songs that are fun to play live and that make people feel really great at shows only recently have i found an academic term that equates with this um, and this is a sociological term and it's called collective effervescence this theory was originally proposed by a sociologist named emile durkheim and he defined it as when a community or society comes together and simultaneously communicates the same thought, which excites individuals and serves to unify the group. Or rather simply put, it is the feeling of euphoria that one gets when they feel that they are part of a larger whole. Durkheim's theory is rooted in the separation of the sacred and the profane. Uh, according to Durkheim, the profane was what we do daily. It's the mundane and the ordinary. But when individuals come together into a community, their energy builds. Durkheim says that the sacred comes into being when this happens. Collective effervescence is an experience of this sacred, of the community together as a whole. But it's important to note here that this dichotomy between sacred and profane or sacred and secular, or in our case, even psalm and song, is not the dichotomy of good and evil, but rather the dichotomy of the ordinary and the extraordinary. And the essence of Durkheim's theory is that when one experiences the extraordinary, 
more and more in the, of the ordinary will become extraordinary. In a very similar way, this has been my goal for this podcast. I'm trying to show you that the more we find our psalms, the more our songs will turn into psalms. And the more that we do this, the more we will find the sacred in the secular, the extraordinary in the ordinary. And extraordinarily enough, or ordinarily enough, I don't know, the chorus for Carry Your Will actually reminds me of scripture from the Bible. And this scripture is almost just as nonsensical. And let's wait a second, see if I get smited. Okay, we're good. Um, because I think even in the, if this nonsense is found in scripture, I think it still has the same power to create an effervescent experience, just like this song can. So if you're not Christian, or even if you are, I challenge you to think about how nonsense can play a role in meaning, how the sacred can remain extraordinary, even if it's inspired by nonsense. And this passage that I'm talking about comes from Galatians chapter 5. Verse 2 of this chapter says, carry each other's burdens. But in verse 5, it says that each one should carry their own load. Huh? Again, I have had this passage explained to me many times. But no explanation has been satisfactory enough. It always reverts back to nonsense for me. But the nonsense does not negate the power and the benefit of it. Because just like the Mowgli's, a religious experience can create the same sense of euphoria and connectedness to each other. And they both can inspire us to love our neighbor as ourselves. So the next time you're at a church service or a religious event of any kind, don't shut off. Or next time someone tells you that they don't follow your religion, don't discredit their opinion. I think that you will find that we all have more in common than you think. So don't negate the nonsense. You might be missing out on the extraordinary. So here's this week's cover of Carry Your Will by the Mowgli's. Let your faith guide your faith, my friends. Let your ordinary dance with your extraordinary. Let your songs dance with your psalms. Until next time. this cause when it doesn't last you'll wish you had I will cherish this I will be humble again what will it take to get me to get where I'm going do you know the way do you know where the tunnel ends And Lord, have mercy on me.
I see a house of lies built upon a foundation of sand That was a house, that was a life But we fell in Then it was dark And we could see no more But somehow we found each other Somehow we found hope If you carry your will I will carry my will If you carry your will I will carry my will And if you carry your will I will carry my will If you carry your will, I will carry my will If you carry your will, I will carry my will If you carry your will, I will carry my will Let your faith guide your faith. 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 Let faith guide your faith. Cause when it doesn't last you'll wish you had